water. It's essential to life, but it's also something that so many of us here in America take for granted. Imagine how different your life would be without access to clean water in your home. What if you had to walk to the nearest creek, stream, lake, or pond to get water? Suddenly, going to work and school wouldn't be an option because you and your children would have to spend your days collecting water. This is the day-to-day reality of most families living in the world's poorest countries. But what if I told you that you can change that reality for just pennies a day? Through our water projects, Food for the Poor is working to meet the need for water in 17 impoverished countries. But it won't happen without you. Incredibly, it only takes $15 to provide a child access to clean water for life. $15. Decades and decades of access to water for a child. Give the life-changing gift of water now. Just text USA Radio to 91999. Text USA Radio, all one word, to 91999. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com. With your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Cal Hunter. I'm putting his name first. Thank and you. And Todd Cunin. Todd, Cal Hunter is our producer. Then Todd Cunin's my co host, and we are having a great time here, enjoying this May 14th, 2022. Uh, radio Law Talk. I, I, I have to ask because, uh, you know, yesterday was Friday the 13th. Oh, really? Did either of you have any unfortunate mishaps? No. I'm not a triskaidekaphobiac normally, Neither but when, uh, as a young man, I was actually expelled from school on Friday the 13th. Well, he didn't tell you that he got expelled on Friday the 13th. Every year. And then Monday the, <laughs> Monday the 16th and, or 17th and the Tuesday the 18th. And so, you know, that's... It took got me, it. A, it took got me it. a long time to recover from that. But anyway. <laughs> no, things went wonderfully for me on Friday. So there Great. you go. Me too. So, yeah. yeah, it was all good. Um, we are going to talk about uh, gun control issues. Uh, Mario Batali, the celebrity chef, uh, a victory for him. Cornish Pub is named Vogue. It's the, it's in this in the town of Vogue. V O G U E like yeah, that. Yeah, like Vogue. Yeah. Vogue the magazine and there's some issues there with Vogue magazine. <laughs> issues with magazines. Yeah. See what he did there, Todd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Todd doesn't one. get it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Um, and then Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, we've got to bring something up about that. And then uh, we're, we're going to do a case or no case. But first, remember, we're talking about general topics of law. We're not giving legal advice. Seek counsel. Um, and we uh, go to info at radiolawtalk.com if you want to email us or call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234. But why we're here is so Fred Penny can get no points on a famous thing we do, and that's called case or no case. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Well, it was parade time in Brighton, Michigan, and all of the churches and the civic clubs were preparing their displays, their floats, and so forth. The Brighton, Michigan Rotary Club had a string going. Four, pardon me, got a little lung thing there. Four Best of Show Awards, and uh, they were getting very competitive. The Kiwanians in Brighton had had enough. 
So they sent out, a, sent out a spy to photograph the Rotary's float in construction. And then they said, they'll never beat this. They went back to their little garage and they copied it in every detail, right down to the best of Brighton Banner, which, of course, the Kiwanis Club never was. Local barber Clarence Irvin saw the float at the parade staging, said they were all in the service club section right next to each other in the parade line. And there was a $300 award for best in show, which the Rotarians had used to finance the next year's project. The parade began, but Barbara Daniels sent a quick text to the judges saying, as usual, Rotary was first, and the Kiwanis copied us. The Kiwanis heard about this and were able to convince each other that their, their design was original, even though they knew it wasn't. The Rotarians had several good lawyers in the club. They huddled up and said, Maybe we ought to embarrass the Kiwanians by suing over the 300 bucks, which we would have won anyway. That would embarrass them and cement our position as being superior beings and being in the superior service club. They asked each other, under what provision of the law can we sue? Is this a case or no case? Fred Penny, what say you in the battle of service clubs trying to outdo good each other? <laughs> I love the, This is the part I love about it. They took their three hundred dollars to use it for the float for the next year. Sure, these floats are not looking good. Is all I gotta say. <laughs> three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks for the float. You know, who knows what that buys? A lot of Kleenex and chicken wire. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Kleenex and chicken wire, <laughs> and a bunch of old guys over there sticking the Kleenex in the chicken wire, uh, or cups, or Dixie cups in the chicken wire. That's right? a good idea. Yeah. That this is that was a great story, Cal. Thank you. And that's all it was. It was just a great story. That's it. It was just a great story. Thank you for telling us the difference between the Qantas and the Rotaries, uh, getting in a little tiff over 300 bucks and trying to sue each other. Uh, that's not going to happen, but it was a cool story. So that's it. And maybe service, I might get a point. Most service clubbers will say the Rotary has the dough and the Kiwanians have the labor. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Todd, what do you think in this, in this battle between the service clubs in Brighton, Michigan? What say you? By the way, Brighton, the home of the General Motors Proving Ground, Milford and Brighton General Area. Interesting. Just, just interesting, yeah. interesting tidbit there yeah. of, of the home of. You know, I, I have to agree with my colleague, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and not just for strategic reasons or anything like that, but when a service club sues another service club, the only thing that I can think that would really happen, regardless of the outcome in a court of law, is that both service clubs end up with a black eye, and it would really undermine, in my opinion – the the services that they're trying to and the and the and the benefit that they're trying to hold themselves out to society. So, I say no case. I don't know, you guys. It's getting so I can't even make up a story anymore without you being yeah. all over it. That was a it good was, one, though. It was no case. <laughs> uh, but there are things like that have, that have happened. I assure you. Now, yeah. Cal, do I think one of the Rotarians and the Kiwanis guy? Duked it out with their canes out in the back? Absolutely. Oh, I'm sure. Get their wheelchair and their cane. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're doing that. Now, is it the Kiwanis? Who's the one that drives the little? It's the Kiwanis guys that drive the little go-karts, right? In the parade. Yeah, yeah, they have the little rascals. Little go-karts. They have those go-karts. They cruise around. And they're the guys that have the hat with the tassel, right? Yes. And all I know is this. If you're in a service club in America and you truly serve your community, no matter where you're listening to this, we thank you. It's a big love, deal. Yeah. They do so no, much. Rotary does yeah. a lot. Kiwanis does. Thank you. Exchange awesome. Club does a lot also. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any others we're missing? 
Uh, Rotary Kiwanis and Exchange are the big three, oh, the, wow. the trinity. Yes. Oh, wow, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, with that, that is case or no case, right? That's it. So we're coming back to talk about, let's talk about gun control for a minute. Okay. Um, I know we, we, you know, we were, we've got Kelly Clarkson we want to talk about, but so in California, if you are, they tried to pass a law, or they did pass a law, that if you're under 21 years old, um, and you are asking for a, a rifle, that you are banned because you're under the age of 21. Now, there is an issue uh, on part of that law that says um, something to the effect that if you have a, if you're military or police, or if you have a license to hunt, then you can. Is that correct, Todd? Is how it kind of how it kind of. I, I believe that those were the provisions. Yeah. So those were the provisions, and this is what happens: is um, the U.S. Appeals Court ruled on Wednesday. Now it's in blank, which I always say it wrong. It was a two-to-one ruling, which means what, Todd? Why don't you explain what that means? So appellate courts aren't always fully sitting, right? That, that's true. I think that uh, the total number of justices on the appellate court, I don't know how many they got. Like, a ton. Like, like 12 or something like yeah. that. So if it's an in-bank ruling, it means that only three only three justices or, or a number much less than the full, a, a the three-justice panel heard the appeal. Right. And um, if they agree, they, they reach a resolution. In this case, it was two justices to one made a ruling that the that the law in California was unconstitutional, that can be appealed to the full panel of the appellate court before it then goes on to the U.S. Supreme Court in terms of how the process of appeals go. But this was a 2-1 decision finding that the California state law was unconstitutional. And we're going to find why the Second Amendment people won and also... The those uh, anti-gun or uh, I'm going to say more pro-gun control people uh, got a little bit of a feather in their cap too when we come back. Stay tuned. There's much more radio lot talk coming up right here. The last hour, the show will continue in just a moment after we take a brief break. Hold on. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. 
If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800 238 When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. How did that happen? I'm mean at this time. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. You know, when Radio Law Talk talks about a Second Amendment constitutional law of gun control issues, uh, it's like 
All right, stay tuned. We'll be talking about another one and another one and another one and another one and another one. But anyway, the interesting thing about this, the, it was struck down. They, the government cannot basically say, look, you're under 21. You can't have a gun, uh, and, and that's unconstitutional. But what? Well, so, so the ban that was in place was preventing a semi-automatic centerfire um, gun from being purchased by somebody who is under the age of 21. Now, note a couple of things. This applied to rifles. There's still a ban in the state of California on handguns, semi-automatic handguns. And, and for those of you that hear the term semi-automatic, semi-automatic means that as fast as you can pull the trigger, the gun will fire a bullet. Only one bullet is fired per trigger pull. And you don't have to do anything else like racking or, or anything. You just pull the trigger and it fires. That is a semi-automatic. Semi-automatic is, well, that's the word semi. It's not pull the trigger and a bunch of bullets fly out all at once with one trigger pull. Um, not all at once, one after the other. It is one trigger pull per bullet fire. Not a machine gun. That is right. And so... And so this law prohibited semi-automatic rifles from being sold to those under the age of 21. And the panel said no. With the exception. With, with, with an exception. But first they said, they said no, that is overreaching. And it didn't really give in the articles we read why, but there's a clause in the Constitution called the Equal Protection Clause, which is two people – or groups who are similarly situated should be treated the same under the law. And I think it was – and the only way to overcome that is the government has to meet a, a certain high standard to overcome that right, a compelling governmental interest um, in the case of the Second Amendment. And in this case here, I, I think it was difficult for somebody – for the government to say that a 21-year-old and a 22-year-old – who seem to be very similar, similarly situated, one, or a 20-year-old and a 22-year-old, one can get a gun and the other can't. And so I could see why that wouldn't pass muster under the second, under equal protection. But still, there is still a, a requirement to get such a gun in that you still have to have a hunting license. To or military or uh, law enforcement. That, that's right. Under so, the age of 21. So if you're under the age of 21, in order to get a semi-automatic rifle, you can still do it, but you have to either be in the military, going into law enforcement, or have a hunting license. Now, this may differ state to state, but in the state of California, to get a hunting license, you got to go to a class. It's a kind hunter of a long safety. class, yeah. and, and it's a hunter safety class, and it's all about gun safety, and then you have to pass a test at the conclusion of that class to be given a hunting license. So it is, I understand the rationale, you know, somebody who doesn't know anything about guns, it, they go ahead and take this class, they know more about guns than they knew before they took it, and that is still a requirement in order to, for somebody under the age of 21 to purchase a semi-automatic rifle. The center fire thing fascinated me by this. I thought, well, what what's the point of that? I never got that from just looking at that. I mean, is that an AR-15 type weapon they're talking about that has a center fire? I mean, they're trying, obviously, to exclude a particular weapon in another case of legislative overreach here, according to the court. But what what is the significance, I wonder? In terms of... What's what is why the center, center fire? Yeah, why what is center fire? Do you, I mean, I don't I know what it is. What's the big deal? I don't know what the. Uh, it, it probably has to do with the way in which the gun is manufactured. Um, 
and, and what the capabilities of that gun are. I mean, look, I know that one of the concerns about an AR-15, and, and by the way, AR does not stand for assault rifle. It stand, I forgot the name, but it stands for the manufacturer, original manufacturer of that type of a gun. And one of the concerns on the part of law enforcement and legislators is with certain modifications, an AR-15, which is normally semi-automatic, again, one bullet fired per trigger pull, you know, there, there are ways to modify it so that it is now a fully automatic um, weapon. And I believe, and I could be wrong, and gun enthusiasts will probably flood our email with corrections, but I believe center a fully automatic gun is a, the only way to have a gun be, have the potential to be fully automatic is if it's center fire as opposed to rim fire. For so, reliability so, so, purposes, uh, probably. I don't, yeah. I don't know if a rim fire rifle can be altered to be automatic, but center fire can. Yeah. I'm sure mm. the I'm sure the criminals out there just make sure that yeah. differentiate. That's very important for them to, you know, when they get their gun. Right? So, uh, by the way, uh, just uh, don't get me started. I just want I just wonder how these people get these guns anyway. So that man is Armalite rifle. That's right, Armalite rifle, and that's named after the assault rifle. It's not an assault rifle, but uh, Armalite was first developed the AR-15 in 1950s as a military rifle, and it's called Armalite rifle. And that's what the AR stands for. So in a lot of discussions, you hear people say, of course it's an assault rifle. That's what the AR stands for. No, it doesn't. It, it, AR stands for something else. So. I'm sure glad we have lawyers in this country, right? Yeah, That's, yeah. You know. Kelly Clarkson. We don't have Denise Dirks here today, but Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> uh, the, the divorce uh, between her husband and Kelly um, was very interesting, and, and we got to talk a lot about it. But uh, they have a ranch up in the hills in Montana, and apparently there are video cameras all over the ranch. Yes. Now, the divorce is done. And uh, Kelly Clarkson, who changed her name to another name, not because of the husband situation, but because she didn't like her. She's, what, in a feud with her dad or something? I don't know. I don't know. She changed it to Kelly Kelly Brienne. Yes. I don't know. I don't keep, I can't. The artist formerly known as Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) Yeah, her and what, Prince? What, formerly known? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, but he had to change this because of legal issues uh, that he wanted to get around. But long story, or at least that's my understanding. I may be wrong, but so don't go sue me, Prince. Let's come back. Let's talk about Kelly Clarkson, some interesting things about their property and what I don't remember, but how much he gets paid from Kelly every month. And the thing, we'll talk, I'm just curious what precipitated this. I have an idea. So do I. We'll be back after this. So Fred and Todd will explain themselves, and boy, do they have some explaining to do after that when Radio Law Talk continues here in just a couple of moments on your local station and on radiolawtalk.com. Wherever you're listening to us, we appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have 
no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Quack Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick Quack quick, 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 car, car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take your car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drop that dirty car. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800 721 4869. 800 721 4869. That's 800 721 4869. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Who told you that? Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. Who told you that, little birdie, Radio Law Talk, right? That's right. So, Kelly Clarkson, you said you think there's... <laughs> well, again, yeah. he's he's throwing things out there, but now what's the reason why now the ex-husband is coming against her saying... And by the way, he's only renting it from her for, what, 15000 a month because yeah. she owns the, the this ranch. She does. And he's renting it from her through June 1st. Through June said, 1st. Get these ca- 13 cameras out of here. So... Have you ever heard, uh, you ever noticed that in relationships, one person can leave another person, but they can't leave them alone? <laughs> Ooh, come it sounds I, like. I can, I can leave, so, they can leave me, but they won't leave me alone. You know, how can I miss you if you won't go away kind of thing? And so he, the, the divorce is final, I guess. And it, the, and Kelly Clarkson's now ex-husband, Brandon Blackstock, gets to live on the Montana property for only a couple more weeks. He's got to be out by June. And uh, but he had to go to court. Had to go to court to get a to get a court to order that the cameras that were still on the property. I don't know if they're in the houses. Some on showed the property. Some showed trail cams to have all those released and uh, or have all those shut down because if there's cameras there, I suppose anyone who has access to the feed can see what's going on. And, and it makes you wonder why Mr. Blackstock felt the need to have a court order the cameras taken down. I don't know. Speculation. Could it be? You, you can just see an argument over the phone or something about, 
you'd better not do this because I can still see everything that's going on in that property. I'm essentially your landlord. You better not harm it. Or when the kids are there because he gets uh, every other weekend or something like that. I could see what's going on with my kids. But, Fred, you had an interesting take about what might be going on when the kids are not there. Well, I don't know what's going on. But he's like, who's that coming to the house? I don't know. He may have a mysterious visitor. This is all speculation, by the way. She's my spiritual advisor. Yeah. And, And, of course, we do yoga scantily clad. <laughs> oh, jeez. This is all uh, speculation. So he's receiving $115,000 per month as spousal support through January 2024 and 45600 a month for child support. I believe he gets them only one weekend every month. Yes, one weekend Every month, and he gets forty five thousand six hundred one dollars for that. Well, those weekend visits can be expensive. Wow, apparently, I mean that that might in today's economy that that will barely cover the cost of driving to and from the airport. As you say, that's half a tank of gas. (laughs) Well, tell me this, guys. I'm going to see. Don't look, and I'm going to ask Cal Uh because I think you might have looked. Cal, how did Kelly Clarkson? And Mr. Blackstock meet. And what did Mr. Blackstock do for a living before he met Kelly Clarkson? Okay, I'm just going to guess this at random because I really do not know. You don't know? Uh, Okay. He was a plumber, and he met her under a kitchen (laughs) sink clog. (laughs) And she saw his Yeah, saw the plumber's crack and said, hey, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Todd, you know know, know how I I'm going to say that he was in... Close proximity, and by that I mean within a block and a half of her, and the gravitational pull from her, <laughs> just, from her money. She, he had no choice. Stop. Gravity pulled oh, her. Oh, this is before the. God, that's me. God, stop. No, uh, I think, George. I think, wasn't he, uh, wasn't he like a man? A He's Rascal Flatts manager, yes. and they did when they did a oh, duet it, in yeah. 2000, I think 15 or something. Uh, no, two thousand and I don't know around around that time period. Uh, no, they wed on October twentieth, two thousand thirteen. So whatever it was, they did a uh, duet. What hurts the most uh, with Rascal Flats, and he was the manager, and that's how they met, and they got married and had two kids, and uh, River Seven and Remington Five, and you know that's how it all. Well, at least out. they've got Montana names, you know, River and. Well, here's Remington. the thing. You know what? Out of all that divorce, we could say one positive thing. They got two lovely children out of it. Yep. And you know what? That's I've talked to, uh, uh, you know, some people who have a, have had bad divorces or bad situations, and I said, look at the two kids you got. You know, I I know one specifically complains constantly. It's like, and she loves her kids. It's like, look what you got out of the, the deal there. And so, speaking of Remington, there was a wonderful yeah. CMR Remington Museum of the the great Western artist mm-hmm. in Great Falls, Montana. You can go see that. It's really cool. Nice. Now he might go there. So I don't follow... In the next month. She could take rifle. <laughs> to see Remington. I don't follow... I like food. I mm. like food. I'm hungry. Food. By the way, I'm on one of those diets again, but I'm on the uh, the uh, intermittent fast one, and I, don't, I can't eat until after Radio Law Talk, so I'm getting hungry. I'm on the intermittent eating diet. I know you are. You know, <laughs> I, I, have th- I only have three meals a day, and I can eat whatever I want, and it's large portions during those meals. I'm, con- I'm, not, I'm not losing any weight. No, no. I'm on a constant <laughs> consumption plan myself. Yes. By the way, my anorexia is in full remission. Good oh, news. Full remission. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Mario Batali, he is apparently a celebrity chef. He's yep. been on 
television and stuff like that. Um, uh, apparently, in Boston, he now a for, he, former, I guess, Food Network star. I guess I. What does he make? You, he... you ever heard the You ever heard of the show Iron Chef, where they, yes, they give the mystery yes. ingredient? He was on Iron Chef all the time. Was he? Okay. And, and he loved what foie gras. That was that. Anytime that was in it. there, that's... I mean, he obviously is really good. He got some restaurants in New York out yeah. of the deal. You know, leveraged his success there to be a pretty successful celebrity chef. So. Well, here's why we bring this up. This is very interesting, and and the interesting is is the behind the scenes stuff that as attorneys, especially Todd's going to talk about. So he is brought forth in Massachusetts to uh, is being uh, tried uh, for. Well, I don't want to say the exact sexual misconduct against an, a, a, a woman, right? Sexual yes. misconduct trial. And the is, the biggest issue that occurs here is um, in 61, do you take a jury or you take a judge? And he asks and decides to have the presiding judge, allows a presiding judge to determine his case. Not a jury, and that was interesting. Why do you why do you think that he waived his right to a jury? Now, the the, the conventional wisdom here is that if a case tried in front of a jury is going to be more difficult for the prosecution because that's twelve people that they have to convince beyond a reasonable doubt, and and you, you've heard the phrase, all it takes is one one juror can result in a mistrial. Now, if it's 11 to 1 for guilt, they'll probably retry it. If it's 10 to 2, they'll probably retry it. If it's 9 to 3, maybe 8 to, what, 4 for guilt, then it starts to get a little bit more difficult. So why would a defendant choose to require the prosecution to only prove it to one person beyond a reasonable doubt as opposed to having to prove it to 12 Cal's either having a stroke I, I or he wants the teacher I, to call him. I'm it. saying I think it's <laughs> I think it's because he believes his case is so technical, the jury can't understand it, and the only chance he, the only chance he has of being found innocent or not guilty is if it's the judge understands some technical argument that a jury couldn't get. That's or just my theory. Or maybe the judges the, during the Me Too movement thing. Maybe it's because he's worried about the perception and the fact that. It's more emotional worth a jury rather than the judge, right? And, and that's kind of where I'm going. I don't know about the technicality of the law, but I think the reason they go to a judge is because they want to avoid the person that's going to be deciding whether he's guilty or innocent. They want to avoid somebody or 12 people that will make that decision based more on emotion than a review of the facts. And, and, and you know, we look at the evidence of that. Go back to the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. What was the big issue there after she was found guilty? One of the jurors came out, and and the first reports were that that jury, Scotty David, I think was his name, was saying, how, well, you know, some people were really hung up, and so then I had to talk to them about my experiences in the past, but that didn't come up in jury selection, and I could see all of that coming up. And, and Batali's attorney sitting down with him before they start the trial and saying, you know, we're we're going to run into the same situation about whether people are going to be honest or not, and then you don't know what happens in the jury room when they start deliberating, and maybe the best route for us is to have a judge hear the case. Yeah, it's only one person, but 
at least we have a better shot of somebody not rendering a decision based on emotion. Well, and what they rendered it on is he said he agreed with uh, defense's contention that the accuser had credibility issues and the accuser's got a civil case going, asking for 50000 But to me, that as a plaintiff's lawyer, that doesn't matter, right? Because we bring lawsuits all the time against well, But this was, a, this was a criminal case. Right, I know so that. So he's found not saying. guilty, but... He's still, he's still going to have to face a civil case. Yeah, no, he's still facing a civil case. We'll be back after this. We're going to talk about a Cornish pub, and then we do the final thing of what? Quick takes. Quick takes. We'll be back. Thanks, Fred. Thanks, Todd. More Radio Law Talk is coming up right here. We hope you'll stay tuned. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about yet. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, again, that's 800-238-9182. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. 
Call Rate Genius now. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. That's 800-352-3308. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-721-4869. 800-721-4869. That's 800-721-4869. I like the Amadrosa Valley. That's true. This is Radio Law Talk. I know it's a sad time when it's the last segment of Radio Law Talk with the three little pigs here, uh, Todd Cutie, <laughs> myself, Frederick Benny, and our producer, Cal Hunter. But yes, you've got us for about a few more minutes, and we're going to talk about the Cornish pub in the Irish Cornish pub. And I see, I'm not one of these guys. I'm not, I, I'm not one of those guys that can do impressions, so I don't do that stuff. But look, there is a place, I assume it's in Ireland, that is called Vogue, V-O-G-U-E. And it's 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 at the Star Inn in Vogue. Um, it's in it's a Cornish pub. Um, and they do, and it's kind of nicknamed the Vogue House, is what they call it. And for hundreds of years, this pub has been there. That's what's so interesting about Europe and some of these places. They've been there hundreds of years. In the United States, just so you know, we think, oh, this is an old one, 150 years. But, but hundreds of years, this Cornish pub have been there. And the problem is, is they got a cease and desist letter from Vogue magazine. Apparently, well, I don't know, they, uh, uh, somehow their lawyers or some lawyers that said you, you cease and desist of using, you know, the name Vogue. And uh, they believe that, you know, that using the name Vogue, this Vogue, uh, which is the place, pub, which is kind of a nickname for it, can in some ways uh, interfere with the magazine Vogue. So at this point, we just have to say it's near Saint Day. I don't know what where Saint Day is. It's called the Star Inn. It's a small village of Vogue um, um, in near Saint Day. It's been there hundreds of years. So now they said, um, and then the the pub owners say this. This is what I love, and I'm going to quote the pub owners. Well, I pre- I presume I don't know how to how do you I don't know how to do that. Okay, so I presume that at the time when you choose the name Vogue in the capitalist version, you didn't seek permission from the villagers of the real Vogue. I presume that Madonna did not seek your permission to use the word Vogue for her 1990 song of the same name. 
But interesting, little, this little tiny uh, bars fighting back, right? At Vogue, um, uh, you know, trying to tell them to stop using the name. But the nickname is, uh, the nickname of the pub is, quote, The Vogue. That's what you go to. Now, Todd and I talk about this all the time. Cal, I want you to opine on this. What, right. is this the greatest thing that ever happened to this pub? Yes, it is. How could they ask for more? That's exactly, if I'm, I, I don't drink. If I'm in Ireland, and I'm going to Vogue, and I'm going to go to this pub. I'm going to have some Just, of that, what is that, I, that pudding, that, what is that yes, weird that haggis pudding? Because if they're smart, they'll take a picture of the pub, and they'll mock up and make a fake Vogue magazine cover oh, with their pub on the front page and put it out there like they that. They get sued. You know what? This little tiny 300-year-old pub and this big monster coming against them. They've got radio law talks talking about all across the United States. So, like, if you're going to Vogue, Ireland, apparently it's in Ireland, um, uh, you I think it's pretty cool. I'd be eating some French fries and in, in a bur- and in a burger there. So darn right. Don't you think that's true, Todd? That'd be better yeah. than haggis, wouldn't it, Todd? You know, but is it the uh, any publicity is good publicity uh, idea there? Well, on this one, it's good. And it out. can make you in vogue. I know because because here's the thing: we're talking about it. <laughs> exactly. You know, I didn't know about this. This reminds me of the uh, the person that was suing Netflix for. Um, the Queen's Gambit, because there was one line in the film where it says, and there's the Russian star. Well, the but, Russian chess champion but, was suing, but, yeah. But, right. but she never faced a man. And indeed, she had in real life, and she's suing for defamation. And it's like, before that, I would not have even known who you are, and most people wouldn't. So, I, I mean, I, I wonder if... Uh, <laughs> I keep expecting Netflix to counter sue for ill-gotten gains. You got a lot more publicity now than you did before, you know. But uh, well, they helped each other, really. Yeah, sure, symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what we do is uh, we we talk about the important things. So we we have done everything we have possibly to not talk about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Which, by the way, join us next week because we're going to be probably taking two hours to talk about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard show. Uh, show, uh, yeah, it is a show. Um, case because that's it's Amber Heard's being cross-examined. She's being direct. She got direct examination. They'll probably finish up with her direct, and then there'll be cross-examination next, and that's going to be really interesting. Oh yeah, uh, and especially the time amount of time the defense has had to get ready and study and then analyze and get ready for this cross-examination is going to be really interesting. That trial has become a meme fest. It is. And you know what? It is it is probably uh, one of the biggest things out there when it comes to court trials. But, but you know, we, we, we talked about it uh, last week about why it was important at the very end on a Friday, on a Thursday. They ended on Thursday because they weren't, I don't think they were in court on Friday. And... Amber Heard had the last say before the jury left for the week. They took a whole week off and how that kind of hurts Johnny Depp because they're thinking about, um, you know, what's what she testified to and all all the 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 uh, allegations that she lays out. But yet this also gives defense counsel a lot of time to prepare. Now, the big question we talked about and has been coming up is don't forget Johnny Depp and Amber Heard uh, had a divorce. And during the divorce, they had an NDA, that a non-disclosure agreement that says, hey, you don't talk about this stuff, right? Why didn't Johnny Depp sue 
for the non-disclosure agreement and say, Amber, you shouldn't have talked about this as you agreed upon on the non-disclosure agreement. Do you have an idea? Well, there, yeah, there's certainly a lot of opinions out there, and I've read several articles of legal experts saying, well, this could have happened, and they, they argue it from the standpoint of who, which is the greater burden? You know, would it be harder to prove violation of an NDA versus defamation? And another publication said, well, you know, if he sues for defamation, he's in, he can potentially get a higher award than he could get for violating the nondisclosure agreement. And I look at it and I say, you know, Johnny Depp has said all along that money is no object. He's doing this because... He claims this this did not happen, and he's doing it to rehabilitate his image. And f- from my perspective, now I'm just a criminal defense attorney. I I'm not a I'm not a high paid uh, personal injury defamation lawyer. I I don't get the big bucks. I just keep people from going to prison for the rest of their life. So anyway, in my opinion, if Johnny Depp wants to rehabilitate his image, I think. F- suing her for violating the NDA would be a would have been a bad move because the general response i i think to somebody who's saying you violated the non-disclosure agreement is tacitly admitting yeah it happened you just promised not to tell anybody and i think that people would view a lawsuit based on an NDA violation that way, which would do nothing to rehabilitate his image. And but also could also implicate him in having done the things she's it, it, not supposed to talk about in the NDA, right? Am I getting exactly, that right? Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly the point I'm, I'm trying to make, okay. it, but you cut to the chase a lot quicker. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, 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 yeah, it's, uh, I, I think that tactically suing under the NDA would have done nothing to rehabilitate his image. The, this stuff needed to come out and he needed to be heard saying, not only should she not have said it, she shouldn't have said it because it wasn't true, not because she promised not to talk about it. And then she's going to say, well, you, di- you you disclosed also by saying that I lied about this or that, you know, yeah. or I wasn't telling the truth, so believe me. We, uh, all right, what time is it Well, now? here's what I say. I say that's all been fascinating, and now the best thing we can hear from you guys is your quick take, and I'll bet, Mr. Penny, you have one for us, sir. Casey White, just a hint. When a, a 6'9 brute wants to go to the doctor from the jail... And a small deputy says, oh, 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 I'll do it and take him by myself. Hmm, you might want to think about that if you're another jailer. Hmm. Mr. Cunion, what is your quick take, my friend? Johnny Depp's attorneys have had a week to comb through Amber Heard's testimony to prepare for cross-examination. And I think everybody is expecting it to be pretty detailed. See if they drop the ball. I'll find out. We'll be back next week, 9 to noon, every Saturday Pacific time. Radio Law Talk with myself, Todd, Denise, and our producer, Cal Hunter. Thanks for joining us. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
Same energy they used to. Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dynavite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dynavite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dynavite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.